rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Cosmic Force. My name is Tyler Reganti, and on tonight's show, we have a special guest here to discuss the first half of the War of the Bounty Hunter crossover event. We'll talk about our favorite moments, our favorite characters, whether this whole crossover thing is even working. Uh, we also have new comics in the weekly pull list, and we'll see if Moonflyer can keep his winning streak alive in the Art of the Week segment. But first... Let's go ahead and check in with the rest of the team, and we will start where we always do with Emma. Emma, how's it going over there? Uh, have we have we started school yet, or, or is that still on, on, on the horizon? Still on the horizon. I start uh, three weeks from today, exactly, so um, it's starting to feel real. It'll be very <laughs> weird to be on campus again. It's been a while. Um, it's been like a year and a half or so. Feels like more. Um, so yeah, that's, it's exciting, a little stressful, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here tonight and talk about some more of the bounty hunters. All right. All right. And, uh, we'll go over, check over with our producer who is also getting ready to start school. Uh, Jacob, things are, uh, things are looking a little bare behind you there, but yeah, last week I had no books on my bookshelf and this week I am down a bookshelf cube <laughs> organizer thing and there are boxes everywhere and there's a dog on the floor and it's a mess but um yeah i'm here to talk comic books and i guess that's that's about all i can say right now <laughs> all right and uh caleb is uh having a, a vacation um and so in his place we have our special guest timothy here tonight timothy thank you for what joining us on the cosmic force how's it going Thank you. It is going well. Also, I have to call out this shirt, right? It's kind of comic book-ish. So I live in Knoxville oh, and the... we hosted the World's Fair Park in like 1982. And we created this uh, sun sphere that hangs whoops, near our um, like downtown area. And someone decided it was a great idea that it looked like a Death Star <laughs> and it should blow stuff up with a giant That's lightsaber. Amazing. So it's very, it's very niche, but it's like Star Wars meets Knoxville, and I like both of those things, so I'm here. I mean, I, <laughs> oh, that's a great shirt. I, right, I was gonna say, it. I, I think that's the best guest shirt we've had on in the yes. history of the Cosmic Force. Well, that's why I'm here, you know. I only know the Sun Sphere <laughs> from that one episode of The Simpsons, where it's derelict and falling apart, and that was like 15 years ago, at least. Probably t- more than that now. Hmm. And we yeah. have a cat uh, appearance. That's great. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, yeah. we've already, did ha- already make an appearance. had a, a pet appearance. We are on fire tonight. <laughs> uh, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are a Star Wars comics podcast brought, broadcast live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. Uh, if you can't join us live, that is perfectly okay. Our videos are posted on our YouTube channel for you to watch whenever you want to. Uh, we are also on all of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, so be sure to check us out, either in audio or visual uh, mediums. Uh, we are also part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash discord uh, with more than 1,000 members with dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community activities. 
So we have a very, very busy show tonight. Uh, there's a lot of comics that we're going to talk about tonight, uh, even bigger than our, than, than our roundtables. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get right into the weekly pull list this week. So Jacob, why don't you tell us what titles we have available for us to pick up? Yeah, so we have two titles today, both in the War of the Bounty Hunters event. The first one is the Forlom and Zuckus one-shot, uh, Zuckus Must Die, written by Daniel Jose Older. The artist is Kei Zama. The uh, cover artist is Mahumo Asrar. Uh, the colorist is Felipe Sobrero. And the letter is Ariana Meyer. Uh, and then the second issue is Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 15, the Gathering, written by Ethan Sachs, pencils by Paolo Villanelli. The cover is by Giuseppe Camancoli. The color is Arf Prianto, and the letter is Travis Lanham. Uh, both of those links for these uh, are down in the description if you want to pick up a copy on Comixology. And a uh, quick uh, clarification if you're wondering what order you should read these in, I would personally recommend Forlom and Zuckus first, uh, just for some story reasons. Uh, and I'll leave it at that yeah i was gonna mention that there was there was a little bit of a discussion in our discord about that so uh yeah thank you for for clearing that up jacob uh i believe that the the official i put in air quotes reading order is bounty hunters yeah, first, right? yeah the checklist in the back had bounty hunters first which yeah i would yeah i would disagree with but okay uh, you yeah know. i read i read bounty hunters first and then because i wasn't paying attention to the discussions and yeah, it was a little bit confusing, but I would say it, it's not uh, it's not detrimental if you don't read it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, we are going to move right on to what we're loving this week. Uh, and my art of the week is a little bit different. Um, in, in in honor of of War of the Bounty Hunters, I wanted to choose something that um, was was War of the Bounty Hunters related. Uh, so instead of actually having an art, I have a cover, and that is my autograph, Charles Soul autographed, black uh, Boba Fett Ooh. action figure variant cover uh, for War of the Bounty Hunter, uh, the Alpha. Uh, the cover artists are Steve McNiven and John Tyler Christopher. Um, we're going to get into uh, a bunch of the, the covers um, in a little bit. This is, this is what, we had, what you had to look forward to. So this. many. This is, this is the physical. This is, and it's only half. It's amazing. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, so that is my art of the week this week. Uh, Emma, what do you have for your selection this week? All right, I don't have anything signed, so I'm not going to flex on you guys. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do have something from Bounty Hunters number twelve with art by Paolo Villanelli. Um, I really liked this image, uh, like sort of the angle pointing up toward the sky, watching the Falcon sort of zoom away with uh, Valence uh, kind of looking up uh, longingly there. And uh, yeah, I've really been enjoying the art in the Bounty Hunter series. Just the it's almost like, I would kind of describe it as like a like a matte style. I don't really know why I would describe it like that. It's just it's a very like unique sort of way to to draw things that sort of all throughout the series and i've been really enjoying it so i really want to to shout out bounty hunters this week um jacob what is your art of the week yeah so you said you're not going to flex but i absolutely am going to flex today <laughs> uh so i just if you were if you're act, yeah if you're active in discord i got i went to galaxy con and raleigh on a whim oh, and got a right. few things signed so i'm going to show those off only one of them is actually well 
One of them is a two of them are comics technically, I guess, uh, and the other is a book. But so the first one is the uh, John Tyler Christopher variant uh, of with Keeve Trinis action figure for High Republic number seven, signed by the artist uh, George Janty. Uh, so I got this signed. I we, you know we're talking about how. The uh, like we all really want High Republic action figures, but there are none. So this is the closest I have officially. <laughs> it's a tease. Um, it's a Andy's long, got it signed. So there yeah, you yes. go. I got it signed, and he was nice enough to do a nice green pin to match her lightsaber, which I thought was a nice touch. So cool. It's nice. Uh, Very the next cool. one is so the next one was a fun experience. I met I met the artist. I also met uh, um, John Jackson Miller, who is like the main reason I kind of went to this to begin with. And I like talk. Uh, I waited for a long time to get to talk to him, and he's super super nice guy. Uh, and he, uh, I like pulled out uh, my new Dawn hardcover, which if you know, you oh, know. flex. Uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's a major flex. Man, this is this is a huge flex right now. <laughs> from John Jackson Miller, great guy. Um, oh wait, hold on. I need to pull up something on Twitter. The flexing is not over yet. Um, <laughs> You know, to, well, while we're waiting for, for that, uh, I have a funny John Jackson Miller story uh, by, via Freddie. Okay. Um, right. So when we when I was filling in as producer on Legends Look Back a few weeks, a couple weeks ago now, uh, he had sent uh, his, I think it's Old Republic Omnibus to John Jackson Miller to have it signed. Yes. And uh, yes. Legends Look Back had the opportunity to interview John Jackson Miller a little bit ago. And uh, and John Jackson Miller actually remembered he he recognized Freddie's <laughs> name, uh, unlike the 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 packaging. And um, so Freddie opened up the book live to see what he wrote. He didn't ask him to write anything. He just said, "Surprise me," and uh, and he wrote, uh, "Legends Look Back is totally wizard." John Jackson Miller. <laughs> That's awesome. <So laughs> it was cool. amazing. Yeah. So speaking of the Old Republic omnibus, yeah, I also got mine signed while I was there. <laughs> This is very heavy and very hard. Oh, yes, the textbook. Yes. You could kill yes. someone with that. It is seven and a half pounds. It's actually insane. But yeah, I got mine signed. I'm, mine is the, so fun story, mine is the first one that he signed at a convention. Uh, he like signed, like Freddy's was signed with a bunch of other ones that he like did through a comic book store. So mine was the first one actually signed at a convention because this is the first convention he's been to because, you know, COVID and also came out like only a month ago. And so I like, I talked to him, super great guy. And I went to like walk away and I'm walking away and someone starts yelling behind me. And it was John Jackson Miller who chased me down so he could take this picture uh, to tweet out that he was uh, at the convention signing copies. Uh, and that's my copy right there in his hands. So that is it. so cool. Yeah. Such so a fun cool. moment. Uh, so yeah, great guy. Uh, so super happy to be able to go meet him. Uh, and yeah, so uh, I believe we are on to... Uh, after yeah after the flexing is over don't worry um, all right so no pressure timothy <laughs> I, have, I have nothing to flex i have nothing even related to war of the bounty hunters so it's fine <laughs> um no so my um art of the week is uh from the force unleashed Two, the second graphic novel um that kind of piggybacks um it's like told it's the second game story but told through boba fett's perspective um and so i guess it's war of the bounty hunters adjacent right um but i love it because you got camino in the background you've got the fire and all the reds and yellows on the left hand side of the page and boba just looks sick it's um, beautiful and I, I love it's it. awesome and yeah i've 
I really loved reading. Um, I, I was walking around a used bookstore recently and saw it just calling my name out on a shelf. And I was like, well, I don't buy physical. I'm going to get it digitally. And it, I'm so glad I did. It's so great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That, that, so. that art alone makes me want to read that book. Is Oh my gosh. It's been a very long time since I've played those games. I don't recall Boba Fett being a part of this. It, Right. <laughs> no. And that was part of why I wanted to read them. Cause it's been so long. I know I don't have the time to do it right now. So I was like, well, let's just get through these graphic novels that I think they're only like 80, 90 pages okay. a piece. So, I mean, it's a quick, I read them both like in a day. Um, and it's, yeah, it's so cool, but this is, it, it's a, a really neat way of tying Boba Fett's story into the campaign, giving him, uh, some emotional depth. He's got like a love interest. Um, hmm. you get to go to some familiar places kind of, right after star killer just wreck shop um it's it's awesome could very, not recommend it enough very yeah i am i i did not know this exists before now so i am definitely going to look into that and track that down so thank you very much um you are all right this is the part of the show where caleb normally gives us our uh community art of the week but instead of caleb we've got emma and emma we've got there were there, there was some some talk uh about the star of the week this week wasn't there in the uh in, in discord there was yes yeah, so uh we had some really good submissions but uh, this one it came from uh from twitter from pacific northwest gamer thank you so much for that this is from java number one art by ibrahim roberson and colors by edgar delgado uh this is some really awesome art this this new character from the which i'm sure we're going to talk about uh later from from the war of the bounty hunters uh Diva Lompomp is her name. And man, she's such a cool character. Got a lot of awesome colors going on. And uh, this art is very, very striking for sure. This whole book could almost be an art of the week. Like it, it, it looks really awesome. It really looks cool. Yeah, so. it's, a, it's a great, great art. Great pick. Thank you, Pacific Northwest Gamer. Um, reach out to uh, Jacob on Twitter or Discord and uh, get a free comic code. So, uh, yeah, send in your art of the week, people. We love to see it. We love to talk about it. And uh, you might just get a free comic code. Yes. All right. Now we're on to what we're reading. And I know that we kind of, again, talked to the, during the pre-show, uh, a bunch of us are reading Still reading War of the Bounty Hunter, rereading that, and still reading a bunch of the the High Republic uh, novels and such. But uh, I did want to check in with Timothy. In addition to uh, as our guest, uh, in addition to uh, the Force Unleashed, too, I wanted to kind of kind of check in with you, see see what what your what comics you're reading these days. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I'm reading everything. Is basically <laughs> uh, the Good last answer. month or two yes. has been um, a lot of obviously the High Republic. Um, I am two chapters into Out of the Shadows, and I'm mostly mentioning that right now because I've hit a wall and I haven't been able to like get back to it. So I've pivoted to comics. I've read a lot of the High Republic. Got caught up on it. I've been behind on. Um, uh, the High Republic Adventures, and that's been incredible to get back to. Um, the Daniel Jose Older and company are just absolutely killing it. Um, could not recommend it enough. And as Jacob can attest, I've also been on a Halo kick, so I've been reading anything <laughs> Halo I can get my hands on, <laughs> including the comics and graphic novels. But no, mostly I'm here because I need to read this book, and I'm going to read it again tonight. So this is my promise to everyone listening. I will read it. Hold me accountable on Good. Discord, please. <laughs> Good. Listen, listen, it gets it gets better, man. Like, you know, with these a lot of these YA novels, you know, we start out with some character development, then we get some hard hitting plot. 
yeah. in the second half. So oh, yeah. promise, I promise you, if you stick with it, you are not going to regret it's, it. Oh yeah. It's not even a, I don't like it. I've loved everything that I've read so far. I can eat up just Vern and Wreath for days, please. Yes. I'm, I'm about to get into some other things. And I, like, I, I read the first, like kind of skimmed the pages and was like, I, I want to read this. I need to read this, but I'm like tired. <laughs> You're right. I just so finished that yeah. today and mm. it was it was great it was a, it was a great book and and i am I, I think emma you and i had talked about this or, or you had mentioned this in 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 this our slack the fact that they're doing what they're doing away from adult novels is is outstanding yes and and, and to really have this level of storytelling and importance um outside of the adult novels it's it's awesome. And, and, and I, and I, I love every, every part of the high Republic. Give us more, more high Republic. Yes. I love Justina Ireland. I'm so happy that she got to write a Marvel comic with a uh, Java number one, like it was oh, so she's good. queen. I love her. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's, it was, it was a great book. We will talk about that uh, in just a moment. And actually this show, so this was sort of a, a requested show in, in, I have to give credit to where credit is due in, in the uh, Cosmic Force. It was either in the Cosmic Force or it was in the uh, Star Wars Comics Discord channel, uh, where they actually uh, kind of, the, the, the audience there kind of requested this, kind of requested, you know, maybe a check-in. And, and we thought this was, this was a great topic for this week. So uh, we decided, let's go ahead. There's, there were plenty of books here. There's lots of stuff to, rec- to cover. Um, so... If you have not read through Java number one and Star Wars 15, which came out last week, there will be spoilers through those books. We are not covering what, what, what came out today, but we are covering spoilers that came out through last week. So if you haven't read those, pause it right now, go finish those books, and then come back. We'll probably still be talking about it because it doesn't take you that long to read a comic. But... A little bit of background uh, to, to kind of go over this, what, what this whole project was uh, before we get into it. Uh, the Alpha, uh, the, the War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha was released on May 5th, 2021. And when all is said and done, this, this whole crossover event will include 34 issues across four main titles, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, Dr. Aphra, and Darth Vader plus War of the Bounty Hunter miniseries, plus one-shots, and the final issue is scheduled to be released on October 27th. Uh, and then about a month after that, both the War of the Bounty Hunters trade paperback plus the separate one-shots companion trade paperback are currently scheduled to be released on November 23rd, 2021. And while this isn't the first crossover event in Star Wars comics history, this is by far the largest crossover event in Star Wars comics history. And before Jacob goes into the, the long, long notes that I provided for him for the, for the synopsis <laughs> of six of 16 books, uh, I want to go around the room and start with our guest, Timothy, and just first impressions. Is this, are you liking it? Are you not liking it? And, and just, we're not going to score it because it's kind of incomplete, but just what are your first, what, what are your short impressions? Yeah, I've really enjoyed this. Um, I had not been paying much attention to some of the um, uh, some of the, I guess, the mainline runs of like you know bounty hunters and Afra. So when I picked this up, I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm fully expecting to miss some things. Um, but 
overall as a project, I'm really stoked with where it's going. Um, I like a lot of the surprises and twists that they've given us. Um, I'm really hopeful for where we're going to end up um, and just what this means for Star Wars in general. Um, Charles Soul teased that um, the, at the end of this, something bigger was coming and I just can't wait. Yeah, uh, totally. That's a, that is a great, I, I totally forgot that, that, that he had said that, that, that kind of piqued my interest even more than it already was. Jacob, come to you next. What are your, what are your first impressions of this? I'm going to come in, I think with a little bit of a hot take and I, I am liking the, this event from a macro perspective more than I am on a micro perspective. Like I think the overall story arc is great so far. I think the issue to issue content, especially with the tie-ins is leaving a little bit to be desired. I think, um, okay. They don't tie in as much. Like, I mean, we're three, we're like three tie-ins deep on some of these main main series, and they are not even really in the main action on some of them yet. Um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of wish it, I I wish it, we really hopped in a little faster. I think it's starting a little bit too slow for me, especially with those tie-ins. Uh, I. I think something big needs to happen in issue number three of the main series, or we're, I do, I'm not, I won't be confident for the rest of this, this, uh, event, to be honest. Uh, okay. I, I, I think I, I trust in Charles and Charles soul, and I think it's gonna be great. <laughs> um, but I am, I'm, I, I think I'm being a little bit more cautious than some of the other people. Okay. Interesting take. Uh, Emma, what are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I was not expecting to enjoy this as much as I did. Um, every time I think that I'm not going to enjoy something Star Wars, I always end up doing so. So I don't know why I keep saying that I'm not going <laughs> to enjoy it. Um, but I've, I've really been enjoying just the idea that like so much more happens in between the movies than we think. And that to me makes the world feel so much bigger than we know it. And that's what I come to comics for that's why i come to books for is to sort of expand the world um i've been enjoying some of the new characters we've been introduced to i've been enjoying seeing um some of our uh uh our main characters and main plot lines all sort of come together uh, one criticism is that the the sort of uh uh side sort of tie-in issues um from the other series don't really seem to tie into the event as much as I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. um, and when they do tie in, it feels like they tie in a little bit too much. Um, an example would be the the most recent Dr. Afra issue. Uh, is it the most, the most recent one? Yes, I believe so. Yep. Um, yeah. That, that sort of had a few pages of carbon copy of, of uh, where the bounty hunters Two. So it doesn't feel like we've sort of hit that fine line in these smaller uh, tie-in issues. Um, however, I don't think that that detracts from the appeal of the story to me, which is good. Um, I think I think no matter what, it's going to be hard to tie in all of these series in a way that makes everybody happy. And so I think for the scale of the project, I think that they've done a really good job and I've really been enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I I'm, I want to come in kind of in the middle. I, I I'm closer to Jacob than 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 Timothy or 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 Emma, but I'm not. I I love the main story of War of the Bounty Hunters, and but we kind of got hit right off the bat with a 
oh my gosh, did you see this moment? And then it's kind of not kept up. Um, it's fun. I love filling in these details. Um, we'll get into a little bit more. The pacing is a little bit, the, 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 the timing of the comics and the pacing is a little, a little off. We keep going back even, even after, you know, some of the more, some of the more recent uh, issues that are being released after war, of the bounty hunter two is still talking about story that was happening prior to war, of the bounty hunter two. So there's a little bit of, of, of pacing issues. Um, but other than that, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to the main titles and I'm looking forward to the titles that I was interested in prior to this event, star Wars, Darth Vader, not so much bounty hunters, not really too much Afra, pretty much the same. Like I, I can't wait for star for the star Wars book to come out. I can't wait for the Darth Vader book to come out, but some of the other ones I'm like, okay, well I picked it up and I'll read it when I get around to it. So, but we are going to get into that in a little bit deeper after we go through the plot. So, Jacob, if uh, you've taken a, a swig of water here to, to make sure that you're, you don't dry out during this plot synopsis, why don't you go ahead and start uh, our, our synopsis here? Sure thing. Uh, so with this thorough uh, synopsis of the story so far, uh, well, we start, you know, uh, shortly after the Empire Strikes Back, where Boba Fett has taken Han's carbonite slab from Cloud City to deliver it to Jabba on Tatooine. But uh, there seems to be an issue. Han is thawing out, kind of. Uh, so Boba Fett needs to make sure that the slab is fixed and that Han can make the passage safely to Tatooine. So he heads over to uh, Nar Shaddaa, the smuggler's moon, to find someone that can help him out. Uh, and But unfortunately, he doesn't have any money, so he's going to have to work uh, that off. So he goes and enters a local gladiatorial uh, ring with, uh, I would say, shades of Knights of the Old Republic, uh, where he goes in defeats the champion to get his money to pay for the job to fix Han Solo. But when he find when he comes back, he finds that his uh, partner is dead and Han Solo's slap has been stolen. All right, the prelude issues of the main lines uh, work towards getting our respective parties where they need to be. Uh, they're kind of wrapping up some stories that were going on to make sure the characters can tie in to the events. Uh, so Afra's finishing up a job with Sonastaros, uh, Luke is doing some training missions, uh, there's stuff with the Rebel fleet going on, Darth Vader's just killing people with Ochi, uh, nothing, nothing new there, uh, and the Bounty Hunters is involving itself in a kind of complicated, uh, faction war between two rival, uh, crime syndicates on, uh, Corellia. It's a bit much at times, but uh, all these <laughs> characters kind of are like temporarily wrapping up their own stuff to get back into the big story that uh, Charles Soule is weaving. Um, so Bounty Hunters tells us about a bounty on Boba Fett because he failed to bring Jabba his prize. So now Bounty Hunters all across the uh, galaxy are tracking him down. Vader tells us uh, about uh, how he's going after Luke after the uh, events at Bespin. Uh, and he also is mad at Han because Han, I guess, made Luke uh, weak mentally. Um, uh, Afra and uh, her partner, well, Afra and her former partner, Just Lucky, have been trying to track down contacts uh, and are invited to an exclusive opportunity, uh, which we'll see more of later. Boba Fett goes off in search of those who stole Han in the first place and finds out about the bounty on his head. 
and uh, Jabba also being invited uh, to the same invitation with uh, Dr. Afra. And we find out it's to buy Han Solo back. Uh, but who is Han Solo being stolen from? Who has him? Who's trying to make this big bargain, bringing in the huts and a bunch of other criminals? Uh, well, it's Crimson Dawn. Yes, that Crimson Dawn. It's Crimson Dawn from the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, they have returned, uh, I guess, I don't know, like 10 years later, 15 years later. Don't, I'm not Trevor. Don't ask me about timeline questions. Uh, and uh, yeah, if Crimson Dawn's back, uh, well, Maul is dead at this point. So who could be with them? Uh, but Kira. Kira has returned. And at that, I'm going to pass it off to my friend Timothy to round us out. Yeah, so after the incredible reveal of Lady Kira herself, the next round of issues finds finds each group of characters making their way to Jakara as they each come to terms with the realization that Crimson Dawn is actually back. Like, that's a thing that happened. Each book does drop some breadcrumbs uh, to each of their arcs, but it's definitely the B-plot of the series of the issues. Um, Maybe go back and reread these issues with the others um, whenever you go back and, like, you get caught up with the titles and... um, getting back into the swing of things with the ongoing stories. Uh, we end up getting to War of the Bounty Hunters 2, and we see that Jakara has become a hotspot for the galaxy's scum, villainy, bounty hunters, and all-around lowlifes. Everyone has made it to Kira's party. We got Black Sun, the Pikes, love the Pikes, the Empire, don't like them, the Hut Cartel, as well <laughs> as Boba Fett, Afra, and Sonostaros. Uh, Boba Fett blackmails Afra into creating a diversion so that he can steal Han back, but... Before he can, he runs into our fearless heroes, Leia, Han, or Leia, Lando, and Chewie. Um, the auction ends with Jabba as the winner, but, big but, before he can claim the prize, Vader shows up. And now it is officially a party. Uh, much to Kira's delight, she's absolutely loving that she's put this whole thing together and has just caused absolute mass chaos. I imagine she's loving her life. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, it, it's a very, it's a long summary and it's a quick, but at the same time, it's a, it's a quick summary because this really covers the what four issues guys would you, would you say give or take? I mean, outside of the, outside of the, the war of the bounty hunters alpha uh, one and two, there's not most that that's what most of this, this, this synopsis is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. So uh, Emma, why don't we before we get into anything else? Why don't we why don't we talk about the elephant in the room here? Let's well let's switch over to notable characters and 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 kick off with the one and, and only huge shock moment of uh, of this first event. Yeah, so I think you know we can't start with anybody other than Boba Fett. Wait, no <laughs> surprise, it's Kira, it's Kira. So. Man, this was a shocker, major, yes. major shocker. I yes. remember reading this and and I kind of first before we like dive into anything substantial, I just kind of want to go around really quickly and just talk about our experience when discovering this, because I think this is one of those like really surprised moments that are kind of rare in in Star Wars uh, uh, comics and books where like a big character comes back and we all love Kira and holy smoke, she's back. So uh, starting with myself, I was like, wait a second. So they said Crimson Dawn earlier on in the thing. And there was like a mysterious hooded woman. And then I started to put it together a little bit. And then we get to the last page and it's like, oh my God, that's Amelia Clark. 
that's like that's her that's her she's back so i got really excited tyler what was your reaction i unfortunately did not put it together until this page i i think this is this is her her real page um but with that said once i saw her it was it was really cool it's 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 these are the sorts of moments that i come to comics for because this was just so cool like you can't get all the work that you have to get to get Amelia Clark back or figure out a, mo- a way to write them into a movie or write them into a TV. You don't need any of that. You just throw it into a comic, figure out a good plot, give it, give it to, a, give it to a writer like Charles Saul and let's, let's go. And this, this was really, really cool. And I was really, really excited to see this. Yeah. Timothy, how did you feel about uh, Han and Kira's uh, uh, reunification? Um, completely elated. Was not at all expecting it um, by any means. And this is what we've all wanted, right? Like we've everyone on Twitter has been clamoring for, you know, make Solo 2 happen. Just anything connected to that universe. And we got Kira. Are you kidding me? This is a thing. Um, and I just remember watching the, the Discord blow up. Um, yeah. and everyone's being so good, you know, not spoiling things, but like, if, if you hate comics, you have to read this issue. Um, and that's so cool that this event has given, um, legs for that, um, has given us a lot of these things that we've been wanting. Um, and she was not even on the list, but she's absolutely number one for sure. Awesome. Jacob, Jacob how about first you? impressions. Yeah. So I guess a little peek behind the curtains, we do get um like preview issues for marvel books so i i think i was one of the first people to read it maybe maybe eric got to it before me because he is the one that actually uploads it for us to to check and i was like guys you need to read this like now like i know like drop whatever you're doing like read it now and like we're going going into other sections of our slack it's like hey everyone i know like you know most of the Utini team doesn't keep up with every comic issue, which is fair. There's so much to read, and especially because a lot of them are focused on reading all the novels, it can be a lot at times. So I was like, hey guys, like, I know comics that aren't everyone's thing. Check out Comixology. Here is the, the affiliate links that Timothy so gratefully makes for us every week. Go buy yourself the alpha. Go buy yourself issue number one and just read to the end. And like, you have to do this because... Twitter is going to spoil it for you so quickly, and I want you to experience this like fresh. And surprisingly, Twitter was very good about this for like the first week. Like, it I think was. you got Charles. I was shocked. I think you got Charles to read it. I think you yeah. got Andrew to read it. I, like, there were at least two people there that, that in our Slack that were like, "I don't read comics, but you guys have convinced me." And oh my gosh, thank you for convincing me. And we, you know, Utini thanks them for their sixty cents of of revenue. We they they <laughs> they passed our way. We really do appreciate that. So, you know, obviously those are just our, our surface level impressions on Kira. But before we move on from her, you know, what do you guys think about her being the mastermind sort of behind this entire War of the Bounty Hunters thing? I mean, it's so cool to have her sort of as the puppet master pulling all the strings. I know I certainly didn't imagine that it would be her pulling all the strings in this event. Uh, Timothy, what are your thoughts on this? Oh gosh, I don't even know. There's so much to unpack with it, right? Um, yeah. She, I mean, when the fact that Crimson Dawn's even back to begin with, I, you know, like Tyler said, I couldn't piece this thing together. Um, but the way that she kind of communicates, um, this is very personal for her. Maybe he, maybe, I think, what did she say? Um, Han was always trying to save me. Maybe now he'll get his chance or something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what yeah. is, what is this about? Um, and that, 
Han is so integral to everything that's happening um, in the yeah. galaxy at this time. And I've, that's such a unique vantage point that I haven't seen before. And for Kira to be involved in that, the emotional stakes, it's just next level. Yeah, you bring up a really surprised. good point. Like, they're like, um, even though Han Solo's frozen in carbonite, boy, does he have quite the role in this <laughs> series. It's insane. It's insane. Um, so, uh, Jacob, what are your thoughts on, on Kira being the mastermind behind everything here? I I think it's, you know, as much as I wish it wasn't, I think it's very fitting for her character. It's very easy yeah. to, like, mm -hmm. treat Kira, uh, Kira as the character you see for the first 90% of Solo and just kind of forget that she, like, flips on everyone at the in the last minute uh, yeah. and always kind of, like, idealize her as the pure person that grew up on Corellia. I mean, well, you know, as mm -hmm. pure as like a, a street thief can be. Um, mm -hmm. So I, th I think this is an interesting growth for her character. I really, you know, it, I don't think it's happening, but I really wish we would get it like a one shot for her character that kind of like fills in some of the gaps. I'm, I'm sure we'll get some flashbacks here or there to just kind of show us how we got, she got from solo to where she is now and how, Crimson Dawn, I mean, even, you know, we were surprised about Crimson Dawn coming back, but the galaxy yeah. at large and all the underworld was also surprised. Like, Crimson Dawn's dead. Like, what are you talking about? So, yeah, yeah I, I think there's a lot a lot of questions that still need to be answered. Uh, but, yeah, no, I'm very excited. I think it's a it's an interesting place for her character to go. And, yeah, like you said, Han Solo is so central in all of this. It really seems so far like she's just kind of using Han as, as a bit of leverage to kind of upend like the galaxy at large like the criminal underworld the empire the rebels everyone's involved on this and she you know she has her finger on the scales right now so yeah i'm definitely excited to see where that goes yeah for sure i mean i love the point you bring up here like what happened to get her here i mean so much mm -hmm. time has passed what what happened with uh with Ma? i mean we see ma at the end of solo i kind of wonder if this is sort of teeing up uh some sort of a project uh to go in between these two here uh it, that'd it be amazing to. please yeah. it has to <laughs> Because, yeah. and, and that's that's my that's where my head goes is is she can't go away like you can't no. you can't bring this out in this event i mean i get that this is a six-month event but and i get that technically she never runs into anybody any of our known characters but there it's a big galaxy you can't bring back this kind of character and just have her go away at the end of this event i don't know if we're going to get a prequel i don't know if we're going to get an ongoing sort of book that you know continues afterwards miniseries but that's what i get most excited for is where what else are we going to get with this character because like jacob said there's a lot that we could fill in um and that's what seems to be working very well with star wars comics right now is mm -hmm using the flag, you know, the tent poles of the movies and kind of filling in all that stuff in between. Uh, and I think that there's plenty of stuff that we can get from her character. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. stuff. I, I, I just love seeing her just, she's just so confident in herself and powerful up there on that stage, you know, getting a million dollars for Han Solo <laughs> uh, or credits, I guess. Um, yeah, no, I'm just so interested to see like where this event ends and where it leaves Kira and and the future of that character. I'm just, oh, I'm I'm loving it so so much. Uh, but of course, you know, Kira is not the only character in this War of the Bounty Hunters crossover uh, who we thought we would all be talking about so uh, uh, as much as we are talking about it. Kira is Boba Fett, um, who is arguably one of the stars of this 
uh, crossover. He's on pretty much all of the covers. So I, I, we could we could definitely call him the, the star here. Um, so Boba Fett, he got some really cool action in the alpha and he's really needing to get Han Solo back. So were you guys surprised at how easy it was for Boba Fett to trust someone else with Han Solo's Carbonite Matrix? Uh, Jacob, I'll start with you. Yeah, I, I, I maybe, I, I don't know. I feel like he didn't have a choice either way. I mean, it's like, it's either you, like, he, he's at his last resort. You either give it to this, like, street doctor or whatever they, I don't know, I forget how they described him. Or, you know, you lose the bounty and you're in an even worse situ- situation. So I, I guess it was, you know, just more of a, it, it was it was out of necessity more than anything. But yeah, I guess it's a little surprising. Tyler? Yeah, yeah there's there's been a couple of, of moments. I think the one moment that was the most out of character for him was at the end of the Alpha where he's talking to Bib Fortuna and he's like, yeah, I've got your prize, but it's going to be a while. And like, it yeah. was, it was, I took it as it was kind of supposed to be a bit of a joke. And I was like, that's not really what his, like, I, you know, it was, I, I'm sure, you know, given in his tone of voice, it was a little, supposed to be a little more dramatic. I didn't take it that dramatic. I thought it was more of a, of a one-liner and it just didn't work, but his portrayal is not what we've, I think, what we've come to know from him. Um, not that it doesn't work. It's just different. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting look at, at, at his character. Timothy, what are yeah. your thoughts on Boba Fett? Yeah, I think this is an interesting story, story arc for him because it, he's vulnerable. Um, I mean, he, he kind of lets his guard down. He lets the biggest prize in the galaxy go, um, from underneath his fingers. And then he's got to scrape to get it back. He's got to rely on Afra to cause a scene, you know, he's taking his helmet off and his, his armor to try to like, you know, sneak through and get some stuff done. Um, and it's, it's really interesting to see him in this vulnerable position. Um, cause we haven't seen that before, you know, yeah. Boba's always been the baddest dude in the room. <laughs> right. Um, and, and this is very, very different for him. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, watching him, you know, go through that arena was really cool. Um, and proving his metal and his worth, like he still got it in there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been a really cool take on him. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that we got this. Yeah, me too. And speaking of Boba being more vulnerable, I don't know about you guys, but man, I was surprised when at the party he took off all of his armor and was wearing like a robe. Mm-hmm. That was so so shocking to me. Uh, and you know, Afra recognized his voice. The voice. Yeah, yeah. it was like it was really I'm, amazing to see this new sort of stripped down Boba. I'm still honestly pretty upset about that that reveal because oh, so. Yeah? Well, so I read them in the wrong order was my problem. Oh. So I read them before. I was the first one that read them, and it was because it was Dr. Afro, like, 13 or something like that, and yeah. um, we're the Bounty Hunters number two that came out the same week. And so I just, like, picked one. I'm like, oh, I'm sure uh, uh, that – well, I'll read Dr. Afro first, I think, is what I did. Or was it were the Bounty Hunters first? I think it was – You You would have read the reveal was in – War of the Bounty Hunters, I'm pretty War sure. War of the Bounty Hunters, yes. Yeah, so I read Afro yes. first, and it's like, she's like, oh, yeah, I know your voice. You're from, you're like, I've listened you're to the cl- old Hollows. You're clone, yeah, clone soldiers. Clone, you're, yeah. And so I'm like, 
whole is Rex here? Is <laughs> what is happening? This is crazy. And I finished the issue. And I'm like, wow, that was crazy. All right, now I'm gonna read War of the Bounty Hunters number two. I'm like, this is basically the same issue. Uh, so that kind of first already set me off on like the wrong the wrong side of the bed. And then it was like, you see the same exact encounter, and like you're an old clone. And then it's like it's Boba Fett. I'm like. Okay, you got my hopes up, and like I wish I would just read it. If like, and I saw a lot of people saying read it, yeah, after then War of the Bounty Hunters too. But I no, I told every single person like, no, read War of the Bounty Hunters two first. It's you know, it's this, it's the same story, but even more. So you're gonna want to read that first. Then you get a little bit more of like Afra's focus of that of that story, part of the story, uh, and then you won't have to read an issue and a half thinking that maybe Rex is here before it gets like, oh no, it's actually just Boba Fett. But, I'm sorry for 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 you getting your hopes up. Yeah, it happens. Oh man, yeah, I can't imagine having read it in in that order. That's that's an interesting idea. So, um, so obviously, uh, Boba Fett gets back in Jabba's graces somehow because we see him in Jabba's palace uh, in Episode Six. So, what do you guys think happens? Do you think he gets Han back somehow? What are your predictions for how how this is going to work out with Boba and Jabba with the whole Han situation? Uh, Tyler, I'll start with you. I don't necessarily think Boba wins, but I think Boba helps Jabba win. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that especially with where we saw at the end of Bounty Hunters 2 and a couple of them, I think Darth Vader 2 or Darth, the, the most recent Darth Vader where he... Jabba was Jabba won won the auction. So I mean, he's definitely. I mean, he's technically has owned, uh, you know, owns Han now. And I think that that's. I think we're going to see that carry in, and and there's going to be a whole ruckus of trying to get off the planet. And I think Boba Fett's going to help him, and that's how he stays in his good graces. Mm, I like that idea, Timothy. Yeah, I think I'm I'm right there with Tyler. Um, I mean, Boba's always kind of been the muscle for Jabba. It, it seems like, um, it, you know, that's how we've always viewed him up until this point. So, yeah, I think that there's a um, a really good chance that whatever whatever ends up happening, I don't know how we're going to get to that point. <laughs> there's so much I feel like has to happen. Uh, we have to see unfold. But yeah, I could see him working uh, working with the huts and pulling some kind of strings and. Um, even if it's just just chaperoning it again, you know, chaperoning Han back to the palace or something, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to get messy. I can tell you that. <laughs> oh, for sure. Jacob, what are your predictions? Yeah, that part's definitely true. I'm going to make a bold prediction, and as always when I make bold predictions of Star Wars, they're always going to be wrong, but here we go. <laughs> I think Boba Fett is similar. I think Boba Fett is probably going to, like, help Jabba, but he's only going to be a middleman. He's going to feel bad for Deva being like under Jabba's thumb for mm. seemingly forever and okay. like maybe let, like feel some some sympathy and let it slip to her so she gets to return it. I mean, the thing's apparently worth a million credits now and that will like buy her <laughs> out of her like uh her her contract more or less with Jabba. And otherwise, because I mean, if if Boba Fett's got a million credit slabs lying around, I mean, why would you be in Jabba's palace anymore doing jobs? I'd be retiring on that like paradise planet that Biggs and uh, what's his face went to in that that annual. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Porkins. Porkins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, oh my catch god! Catch me there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, this feels like a great time to transition to Deva, but first, yeah, I want to I want to give my prediction, and I think it's like. 
I think it's going to be something where Jabba loses the the carbonite again after he paid a million credits for it like an idiot and uh and then boba's gonna save the day and then they're just gonna be even that's i think something like that's gonna happen but i totally agree with you guys something's gonna happen it's gonna be messy it's like it's kind of like this so it's like a prequel movie to something it's like we know what what it's leading up to but the journey to get there is gonna be interesting um so i'm really looking forward to it so um Jake, I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh, Deva. So she's this interesting new character introduced in the uh, first job of the hut. Sorry, I know I'm going out of order here. You just gave me a good opportunity to go to Deva. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, she's a new character introduced in the first uh, job of the hut, uh, sort of a spinoff or spinoff one, one shot. And uh, she's this very cool alien creature. Do you guys know what what uh species she is or do we not know that uh it, no we know it give me like two seconds okay. uh, i love I, her, her i, I look. don't know but i i want to know more because she's a badass yes, like, as, yes she as is a badass she's a, a shawnee shawnee okay okay i mean she eats her exes that's so cool yeah um <laughs> i thought that, i thought <laughs> it was a one joke but it <laughs> like the when in the java uh one shot they they go back and it's kind of a flashback and Boba looks to 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 her uh, and says, "Oh, I could, I took you for a eat your uh, eat your exes type," um, and she makes a comment, "Oh, well, you know, I normally do, but uh, Zabrax are a little too chewy." And I thought it was just a joke, and yeah. all of a sudden she goes and she eats. I was like, "Holy crap! That wasn't a joke. That was really cool." <laughs> Oh man, that, that I know. Yep. I thought it was a joke too, and then I was like, "Oh no, she actually does eat like people." Okay, um, don't want to mess with her. So no, um, yeah, yeah. She's a very cool character. So we learn that she's kind of um, one of Jabba's favorite sort of bounty hunters slash dirty workers. You know, she she's kind of a bounty hunter, but not really anymore. She's I think she said that she's an information broker in the present timeline mm-hmm. um, because we do flash back a little bit in in the Jabba uh, issue. So um, do you guys, what do you guys think of Jabba's decision to send Deva out to find Boba? Do you think that that was something in Jabba's character or, or do you think, because we've never heard of Deva before, why do you think Jabba trusts her so much? Timothy, I'll start with you. Probably because she's so good. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we know from the, the Star Wars profile that was released on her on the website, right, that she's been around for a couple hundred years. Um, like she was uh, she, alive during the times of the High Republic even. So, I mean, she's the best of the best, it seems like. Um, and I would think to have her, what was it that Jabba said? Um, you know, hers is not a debt that can be paid by money. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a debt, debt of blood. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. some kind of blood debt. And so that's really interesting. So I, there's a lot of story, I think, that can uh, be filled in for her. And it's something that I'm interested in. Um, B Nasty put in the chat that uh, Dave is his favorite character made for comics. And I oh, think nice. I could see her, I think I could see her having the kind of impact that Afra had when, when Afra first came on the yeah. scene. You know, someone that we had never heard of before and all of a sudden blew up, you know, gets an audio drama. I would love to see some extra stories um, revolving around Deva. Um, I mean, just this one issue and she's already one of my favorite parts of this whole whole thing, so... Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, I I instantly fell in love with this character. She's a badass, and and she, um, she's obviously very good at what she does. And uh, yeah, I want to know I want to know what 
caused her to have a blood debt with Jabba the Hutt because mm -hmm. it seems like, you know, she, she literally said, like, just name the figure and I will give you the money. And so for Jabba not to accept money, something really weird or bad yeah. had to have happened. And uh, I really, really need to know what that is. Um, Jacob, what are your thoughts on, on Deva and, and her sort of job in this, uh, in or her role in this entire uh, crossover event? Right. Yeah. I think, yeah, she's super interesting as a character. I definitely want to see more of her. I'm really excited. Yeah. Like Timothy said, she's old. Like her, her species was said to be like basically the first bounty hunters. And that's like where the profession came from. And, and so, you know, hopefully I think, I think she's going to pop up in the high Republic. Honestly, like, I mean, come on, oh, cool. like Justina Ireland wrote this issue and like mm -hmm. the high Republic authors love to drop like crossovers in their own stuff. Like read anything from like 20 and uh, 2018 and on by any of those authors. And there's going to be a high Republic reference somewhere like 100%. So I would be shocked if it doesn't pop up, if she doesn't pop up later, super cool character, super, super cool character design. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I think she's, she's brought in a new interesting dynamic to the, uh, to the series as a whole. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens with her next. Awesome. Tyler, what are your thoughts on Deva? Uh, I, I think she's a great new addition to this book and she's my favorite character of this, uh, of this event, uh, and definitely makes up for the letdown of the, the last character that we have listed here, because, uh, <laughs> this character, I don't even know why, why this was even, why this character was even included. It was such, such a letdown. Uh, I agree. So, so thank you for teeing me up here. Let's let's talk about Dirge. Let's talk about Dirge. So we've got him. We, we met him in some older comics uh, from the Dark Horse era, I believe. And he was also in uh, the Tartakovsky Clone Wars. Charles calls him Bubblegum Man. It's great. <laughs> um, so, Tyler, I, I want you to continue uh, uh, talking about your disappointment with Dirge here. What do you think? Why do you think he was brought in for just one issue? Do you think it was like the, the excitement factor or, or do you think that he's going to come back? He better come and not necessarily in this. I don't want him any in, in this war of the bounty hunters anymore because it was such a letdown, but I think bringing him back, knowing he has a history and using the line of he, I'm so hard to kill. We're going to see him again. And, and, mm -hmm. and I almost, consider it a you know the equivalent of like a backdoor pilot of a tv show mm -hmm. it was just it was it felt very shoehorned and i didn't need it that story in afra in in in, in the afra comic could have been told and could have been accomplished with anybody else and and to use this character in that role was just it was it didn't work for me timothy what are your thoughts Oh, I'm I'm ready to see him come back and joust Afra for <laughs> Han Solo's frozen slap, right? Oh like that's going to happen. I love that. <laughs> I'm calling it. Uh, speaking of predictions that will never come true, Jacob. <laughs> um, no, club. it was interesting. You know, um, I had never known much about Dirge uh, whenever the Discord decided to start going nuts. Whenever I guess his his cover that was revealed, um, it was such a big deal. 
Um, I went back and I watched some stuff. I, you know, I read the Wikipedia page. I, I consulted, uh, you know, I think I, I think I've mentioned in our Slack about Trevor and trying to figure out like, is there anywhere else I can get more information on this guy? Right. Um, and yeah, it was very weird. He's way more talkative here uh, because he says like nothing in the mm-hmm. Tartakovsky clone wars. <laughs> right. um, he's a little, he's a little bit quippy and I'm like, this is, this is interesting. Um, I do hope we see him again though. Um, and I think it's such a cool character design um, and I'm interested to know more about him. But yeah, I think I agree with Tyler that his, his appearance was a little, um, it wasn't what I was expecting. Didn't quite live up to the hype for me. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd agree. You, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Is like the only thing I knew him from was the Tartakovsky series where it's, you yep. know, it's, it's like silent for almost 90% of the episode. There's almost no yep. dialogue. And like to like transition from that image of my, in my mind to what we got, I'm like, this is so weird. Like, I I guess I need to read some of his Legends comic books because it was it was a harsh like left turn from what I expected. I you know I also agree he's definitely a comeback. Like the the Star Wars like Star Wars creators have to know how like reactionary fans can be online, and if if you just threw out a strangely fan favorite character from Legends and like just like killed them off in one issue, like imagine bringing back Thrawn for an issue and just like gone, never seen again, like, right? how bad that would be like i mean obviously i i really hope that creators don't live their lives and they're making their decisions based on online discourse but it's something you're that's always in the back of your mind um but of course we we foster a positive community at utini and we encourage you to not uh harass people online uh bare minimum that, that that's what we ask uh but no i think uh, an interesting thought i just had is we saw him die by being uh vented basically out the airlock how many times have we seen Afro vented out the airlock? <laughs> and who vented really him out point. the airlock? Uh, I think he's yep. gonna be fine. Black Crusaders oh, yeah. out mean, there picking him up. Like it's all gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can't say something like "I'm hard to kill" and then "quote unquote" die in the yeah. same issue, and then you know actually die. There's no way. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I hope we. I agree with you, Tyler. Like, um, I hope we see him again, but. Probably not in the War of the Bounty Hunters. I think we have right. a, enough going on already, and Dirge sort of he deserves his own space to sort of do his thing because he is very cool. Well, I I, I appreciate you setting me up for for our, our transition to the next segment uh, by by saying that we have a lot going on because that's that is going to kick off this this next little part that we're talking about. Of you know, I have a couple of just random basic questions uh, of that that I'd like to to, to ask you guys. Um, and the first question is, do we like the pacing? Does this pacing work? F- and, and, and I, w- I want to take it. My question is being asked from the event standpoint. I think we all I think it's safe to say we all agree that War of the Bounty Hunter Alpha, War of the Bounty Hunter 1, War of the Bounty Hunter 2 are pretty good. But as a crew, since we're talking about a crossover event, do we like the pacing of all of it together? I'm going to go to you, Jacob, first, because you this is what, what you kind of said in your at, at the top of the show about some of the issues that you were having with this. I think I think it's very tough. I, I it's very tough to make that call because there's so many different ways you could experience this, whether that's just like I'm only reading the miniseries and that's, you know, an issue a month or I'm reading the miniseries and I'm reading every crossover, which might be two issues a week. Or you might just trade weight and read it all in like one city and in like uh, three months from now. 
And I think those are all very incredibly different experiences. I, Based on the pacing I'm seeing right now, I think a trade waiter is going to have a much better time with this just because yeah. it has been pretty slow. Like even, you know, we're comic book readers. We're used to only ha- having the story progress one issue at a time, maybe not always that much, one month at a time. But with all that we're reading and it just kind of, it, it, I think, yeah, you mentioned earlier, Tyler, about things kind of like going back and forth and the fact that, you know, we're so many issues in and some of the characters still aren't to the uh, the auction is insane to me. Right. And right. So, like War of yeah. the Bounty Hunter 2 came out in uh, like, on July 4th on July 14th. Right. Now, I mean, I guess technically Darth Vader 14 came out the week after, but it was still the, his main book. He wasn't even there yet. And yeah. it's just it's there seems to be a lot of of that in all of the books. Uh, Emma, what are your thoughts on, on, on the general pacing of, of the event? So I agree with, with Jacob that it, it is difficult to make a blanket statement because there are so many different ways for people to read this. Um, coming from my experience with reading every single thing that is tied into this crossover event, I do have to say that with there being hit or miss tie-in issues, it does feel like it kind of will start and stop and start and stop a little bit in terms of the flow. Um, however, when I look at it as a whole and I, and I look back at the story up to this point, I'm not disappointed and, and mm-hmm. I'm not, and it doesn't, it doesn't, the hit or miss issues don't detract from my overall view of the story uh, or the pace of the story, uh, it just kind of makes me wish that every issue was as high quality as the main lines and yeah. maybe one or two of the really good tie-in issues. Um, however, like at the same time, it is so hard to tie in all of these series together in a in a fashion that is um, up to such a high quality. So I don't know if I can really blame them you know, maybe it's just my expectations. And, you know, we always like to say, manage your expectations, right? Right. So Mm -hmm. it it might be one of those things where, you know, the main, the main uh, uh, issues here are going to be the best and then down another step are going to be the tie-ins and, and maybe that's just how it's going to be. And that's okay because they're not essential to the story. Um, And I think, I think, um, I think that sort of gives people the option to either get the entire story, kind of like with the higher public, like you don't need to Mm -hmm. read the middle grades or the young adult novels. However, it really adds to the story and the, in the world building. I think it's the same case here. You don't have to read the tie-ins, but it really does add to like those tiny little details. How did this character get here? How did this character uh, end up there? And and things like that. So I, th- I think it's just a matter of managing our expectations with it. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you drew the comparison to the higher public because I was I was starting to think that it's for me it's more similar to the Clone Wars where when the Clone Wars oh, yeah. was said and done, people were like you know, you know a lot of people tried to jump in it later, especially when Disney Plus came out and you had the ability to watch it all at once. But it's like you know to someone new to Clone Wars, I'm not going to tell you to sit down and watch every single episode of all seven seasons of the Clone Wars because I know you're probably yeah, not going to make I it through it. That. Not every not every yeah. episode right. of that is made. Yeah, not Especially, every episode is yeah. made equally. And you know, I think at the end of this, it might be the case where someone makes the hey, here's the list of the issues you should probably read for this, and here's some more fun ones that are also pretty good, and they'll give you a good experience overall. 
without being, especially if you're not reading every single series, a lot of these tie-ins are really re uh, relying heavily on their backstory. It, it could give you a more streamlined experience that branches outside the, the main mi mini-series and the one-shots, but still doesn't go too crazy. Timothy, I'm going to, I want to modify the question a little bit before you answer. Sure. Is there a group? Do we, do we like how the, the, the group of characters and each individual title is being used within this event? Is there a certain comic book, you know, is there, is there star Wars that you like more than Afra? Is that like, is there a particular group of characters and, and, and title that you're enjoying being a part of this more than, more than maybe, maybe one of the, uh, some of the others? Yeah, sure. Um, the two that stand out to me, and I, I don't think it would be a surprise to anybody, um, the Star Wars mainline and Darth Vader, I think, are the two best um, kind of self-contained, even though you know Vader's a little bit behind in the event series. Um, we're learning a lot about um, like the uh, Umbaran administrator mm -hmm. um, and getting to see you know some of those machinations. Uh, the latest issue of Star Wars uh, number fifteen saw um, it was really heavy. Not even like War of the Bounty Hunters. It was more like the Starlight Squadron, um, and so that was cool to see um, the little bit of connections there as they kind of name drop and reference out. Um, Bounty, Bounty Hunters had never necessarily intrigued me. Um, neither did, and I just haven't had time for Afro. <laughs> there's, there's so much to read. Um, but I have enjoyed getting to read these. It has piqued my interest in going back. And I think that a lot of, of what y'all have already said, that I think this event, while it is absolutely incredible um, where it's high, I think that this will benefit more um, when it's all said and done. We can sit down and figure out, you know, chronologically what happens when. And then, you know, be able to read it and get a little bit more of that. And Star Wars also excels with the prequel effect quite a bit, I think. You know, we know how <laughs> something's going to end. Yeah. And then we go back and, and we read, you know, the maybe we read it the whole series and it's like, Oh, what was it like from Afra's perspective? And then, you know, you go back and you read that entire trade. Um, so I think this is something that'll benefit from that after afterwards. So I think it's, I think it's safe to say that, that so far for the first half or the first 18 of the 34 books, we're all give a thumbs up to the, to the general concept. So, yeah, for sure. so if, if, unless somebody else has a, has a different take on that, I'm going to, going to go ahead and go into real quickly our last segment of the day uh, of the show in kind of our second half wish list, and, and I'm going to start off. Kira is a very, very important character. And obviously this falls in between two movies. So we know that there are certain things that can't happen. But do we need more from Kira? Do we want more from Kira for, in the sense of do we want her to run into Leia? Do we want her yeah. to run into Afra? Do we want her to do something with some of these established characters that adds even more weight to her being used or just the fact that she's back with Crimson Dawn and the potential future, you know, possibilities. Is that, is that enough? Emma, I'm going to go to you first. Yes. Yes. A thousand times. Yes, please, please, please more Kira. I want to see her meet Leia. I want to see her meet everyone. I, I want to see her, Heck, I even want to see her try to double cross the huts and and not give them uh, uh, Han. Like that would be like really really cool. Um, I just want to see her do something badass because we know from Solo that she has it in her uh, to do something absolutely nuts. And um, 
yeah, I just, I'm so interested. Every time she so- shows up on a page, I just, I get excited. Like, uh, you know, it, it's that, it, it's a really good feeling when she's on the page that no other character is giving me right now. And, and I think having her in the, co- in the comics uh, uh, as her, a first appearance since Solo and having that be so unprecedented, um, I think it, it would just be really cool to have her do something awesome in the comics that makes everybody want to start reading the comics and say, man, these are like more important than I gave them credit for. Mm. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, yeah. Just that last point. I think this has brought in so many more non-comic readers. At least give it a shot. And yeah, I'm really, I really hope we see, I, I, I would have to imagine we see her interact with just about every single character. Uh, otherwise, I mean, what's the point of doing the, the tie-ins and the crossover if, you know, Luke Skywalker's never going to meet Kira? I mean, uh, you'd, you'd think that at least indirectly everyone's going to have some sort of interaction with her. Um, I'm thinking, I'm really thinking we're going to see a big, like, br- dam break with the third issue of the miniseries. I think the fact that we, the reason we're not getting so much out of everything else is they're waiting for some big moment to happen before all these, these uh, crossovers and more meaningful actions start happening. So I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what she does. And I think it's so exciting that, you know, we didn't expect her to come back and, and now we have her, but we also, we really have still have no idea what her plan is. And we're yeah three months in. And we which, have three more issues. Yeah. We have three more issues of war of the bounty hunter. Yeah, so, and that's not a negative. Like, I'm excited for the fact that, you know, this could go anywhere. I mean, obviously, Han Solo is going to end up in a slab back in Jabba's palace in, in pretty soon, but uh, still, there's still so much unknown, which is something that I didn't think I would be saying when this started. So, for that much, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. Timothy, what about you? Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. I definitely want to see her have a conversation with Leia, a thousand percent, um, as Emma said. I think at the end of the day, I, th- I just want some legitimacy. You know, like Crimson Dawn is back. What is what does that actually mean? Um, and her being at the top, um, which I, it shouldn't have surprised any of us, I guess, in hindsight, right? But um, you know, there's a reason for this and, and I, I need to know what it is. And I'm hoping that it's not just kind of poof and it's done um, at the end, but I, I want to see her continue to make moves um, in the way that she does. Cause even in, in the solo movie, right? Like Lando knew who she was um, mm-hmm. and that she kind of pulled a lot of the strings. I mean, she was the right hand of Dryden Voss. So, um, and then the fact that she was able to do what she did and then pl- end up playing mall somehow, like, like girls got game and I, I want to <laughs> see her play it. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, as much as I would, I mean, we obviously know that she can't run into to Han, but I kind of want maybe a passing, you know, nudging oh of the shoulder, gosh. even though she'd get completely knocked down if it was Chewie. I kind of mm. want her like I, I want Chewie to kind of be like the Han stand in and kind of ha- have mm. a little bit of, of an interaction between those two. And and I'm, I'm with you all as, as well, like a panel just or, or, or the end of a book or something, you know, the the, the hero shot. Of of Leia and and Kira face to face. I mean, that would be that would be pretty epic. Um, so I I, I want to know: uh, Are we ready to go back to the individual title arcs, Timothy? I'm going to start with you because you had mentioned that the two that you were most interested in were the mainline and and Darth Vader. Do you want to see how Darth Vader? Are you more interested in seeing how Darth Vader interacts with with this event, 
or you're like, mm. you know what, that's cool. Let's but let's get back to to to, to the other characters, and and I want to go back to that instead. Yeah, so I love the event, um, and I love the different vantage points of it. Um, but yeah, I want to see what the aftermath of this looks like. I mean, we've brought the entire galaxy, it seems, together, um, and this big event is happening. So what does Darth Vader do next? I mean, like, and there's a whole, he left Exegol, one of the craziest, you know, arcs that we've ever seen, I think, in comics. And then we just kind of like disappeared from it. And, I, you know, I want to see wrestling back to some of that stuff that he was dealing with. Um, you know, Star Wars has a lot going on with Lando, maybe betraying them, maybe not. And um, yeah, there's so much there and they're touching on it. You know, we mentioned they're, they're sprinkling in some Easter eggs. They're still trying to carry through, um, you know, some of the, the mainline stuff, um, you know, throughout these side issues, I guess. But I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to see the end result. Um, I'm, I'm ready to enjoy it. But yeah, I'm ready to see each each character um, and each line kind of return to its own um, and really deal with it and wrestle with it. Cause I think at the moment, the story is a bit scattered. Um, the main series has been killing it, but yeah, I, I think it would help with some clarity on the other side. Yeah. Jacob, what about you? You are, are, are you ready to take any part of these books and, and go back to the main story? Or are you, you, you eager to see how they tie it all together? Yeah, so speaking of the the other books, uh, I just found this just completely on the related cover. Oh that, my gosh. Uh, you guys might see be that's that's what we want. That's what I in. want. That's yeah, Kira. Uh, Star Wars. That's 18. Leia. So uh, there you Ooh, go. That just that made my heart rate go up a lot. Like just so the Star thought of the meeting is just so exciting. <laughs> so Star Wars eighteen is October October thirteenth. Yep. So we've got a long so so then I would imagine Star Wars seventeen probably ends like I just described with some sort of oh. hero shot ending shot of the two of them meeting in running into each other. And then mm-hmm. we get that interaction in 18. Okay. You yeah. just got just me really hyped out there. for, yeah. for, for no the rest deal. of this. Thank so, you very much. So cool. I might, I might have to get that physical comic, <laughs> even though I don't do physical comics. That, I'm going to gonna need that cover a poster. That needs to be <laughs> yes. a poster, like a huge, yes. like three foot, four foot, I don't know, 20. I've got big ceilings. We can do it. Oh, yeah. Just blow yeah. it up real big, real big. Oh, my gosh. Wallpaper. Yeah. Anyway, go back, going back to your question, I think I'm split 50-50. I think for Vader and Star Wars, I'm excited for them to go back to the individual arcs. But with Aphra and Bounty Hunters, I'm more okay with them staying where we are right now. Just because I think I'm more invested in those stories uh, to begin with, like, uh star wars like i'm super like it's something so small well, not so small i'm so excited to see like hopefully luke skywalker build his lightsaber and become the jedi luke we mm. see in mm-hmm. uh in episode six i for vader i think the story that they've been telling that that greg pox been writing especially with like all the x stuff so incredibly exciting i i think he is definitely teeing himself up for some crazy things with the rest of that run so i am very excited to see where those go Whereas with like Afra and, and Bounty Hunters, I've been enjoying them, but I not and it's not been enough where I'm like, okay, I I can't stand this pause in, in the action to do this event. So, I, I think that's where I'm falling right now. Emma, I I, I want to pose a question to you that I, I actually skipped over in the notes, but I I saw B Nasty's comment in the chat here, and it kind of caused me to want to go back to it. So, the question that I had in the notes was we know how this ends, but what surprises could we see? And I want to ask you that question 
in the context of what be nasty is written here in that there doesn't seem much to this doesn't seem like a war of the bounty hunters so far like so so thinking of the title of this event and thinking about where we are and what we could still get what sort of surprises do you want do you think or would you or maybe a, a wish list of what we could see before the end, end, end of this event yeah, so the, I did see Be Nasty's comment in the chat, and it did, it like made me think, like, you're kind of right. Like, uh, it, I would call this more of right now, like a war of the syndicates or a war of the underworld. Um, and, and so I, I kind of wonder, like, we're getting these tie ins, like with Jabba and then with uh, 4LOM and Zuckus, um, IG88 later. Um, I'm kind of wondering if those classic bounty hunters that we see from Empire and a few more of the more obscure uh, bounty hunters, um, I kind of wonder, like, maybe they're going to come in at the end and and sort of vie for, for Han Solo. I have a very hard time believing that it's as easy as Jabba purchasing Han Solo and that's it. Um, you know, he's going to lose him somehow. And, you know, maybe maybe everybody is sort of vying for for that bounty on on Han or maybe still the bounty on Boba. We kind of forgot to talk about this that that mm. Jabba put a bounty on Boba. So I'm kind of wondering like okay, are all the bounty hunters going to come after Boba? And so instead of we're sort of maybe we'll we'll, we'll shift the focus away from Han and place it onto Boba for his uh his indiscretion with Han Solo. Um, I think that that would be, I think the most interesting way to incorporate uh, the bounty hunters as in quote unquote war of the bounty hunters would be to have sort of like a hunt for Boba Fett. I think that would be very yeah. cool. But again, like I mentioned before, you know, we do have to sort of see a resolution in which Jabba and Boba are, good with each other again because we see him in Jabba's palace in episode six so I'm interested to see how how we're going to get from point a to point b uh because there's still going to be some conflict you know there has to be uh and I'm really excited to see how we get there Jacob I'm going to, I'm going to toss the same question back to you what, what what do you think that we could still see especially in the sense of seeing more bounty hunters be, be become a bigger part of this of this event right so i mean we've already seen let's see boba fett bosk forlom zuckus uh uh dengar ig88 IG and uh oh yeah Valence. i left out dengar yeah Valence, yep so i mean we've seen the the, is that the full deva stable? if you count her as a bounty deva, hunter yeah i i mean i think we've seen the full st uh in boba fett uh duh uh, I think we've seen the full stable of bounty hunters from uh, Empire Strikes Back at this point. Um, yeah, but so, they're all isolated. Like, the, like yeah, they're all true. like little one shots. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of them. Uh, we've seen that most of them have or are in. Oh, also, we saw Boss too. Yeah, yeah, Bosk. Yeah, but Bosk and, and Dirge. Uh, we've seen most of them have arrived or are arriving on the planet with the big like uh, Crimson Dawn ship. So they're all like converging. I, again, I think there's going to be some big moment that like just changes everything. I, you know, we could still see something similar to, you know, shadows of the empire, uh, not to get too deep into it, but a lot of them were going after Boba Fett there. Like there's a lot of people trying to, uh, to uh, capture him there. And the, the, uh, the whole 
event kind of started out with some similarities there. So I think you know we could get some something here as well. The the only thing different is all of them were going after uh, in, in the um, uh, Shaz Empire. They were all going after Han Solo, but that's not really an option anymore. Han Solo's I mean kind of off the board now. They're all just the only thing they have is the bounty on Boba Fett. So you know we'll see. I I'm excited. I I think. I don't, you know, I don't think there will ever be an all-out war, um, <laughs> but you know, we'll see. I, I am, I am open to see what happens. Timothy, any, any, any quick thoughts? Uh, I'm, I'm sure that the war is going to happen when Jabba is pushing Han to the barge, right? Like just right outside, and it's just going to be mass chaos, and then the issue is going to end. But we're going to see a whole bloodbath. Um, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited to see how it all plays out. There's a lot of possibility. I think this event series has been nothing but possibility and just opening up a lot of doors that we could walk through. Um, and so I'm interested to see which ones are picked going forward. All right. My, my last question of the night, uh, you know, this, this crossover event seems to be a, you know, a thing in comics, uh, you know, and it's working out pretty well, pretty well right now. Um, so Assuming that we get this again, and, and, and let's assume, as, as Jacob has, has informed us in previous episodes, that this is normally a summertime thing. What, thinking ahead next year, you know, to next summer, what, would you, what sort of crossover event would, would you all like to see in, in, in the future? Um, we don't know where, where comics are going to be. Maybe we could be, you know, after Return of the Jedi. Maybe, you know, we're still in this era. Maybe we're in the, the sequel. You know, that so... Take you know this is this is perfect world scenario here. Uh, where would you like to see the uh, a future crossover event happen? And uh, all of you right now look like you're studying very, thinking very hard right now. So I'm going to keep talking to allow you guys oh. to, a chance to yeah. think. For for so, me, I'll, I'll I'll go first. I I would love to see sort of a crossover. I'd, I'd like to just see sequel trilogy and, and, and I'd like, I, I don't yeah. know if, if the more moratorium, if that's the right word of, of, you know, waiting long enough for that to happen, uh, you know, is, is up by next summer. Um, but I would love to see a crossover event that takes Finn's FN 2187's training and and Phasma and and Poe, you know, I, I I know that we got some comics or some some novels about his his backstory, but you know, I, I'd like to sort of have a a crossover event that includes I don't know where because they're they're pretty scattered, but I'd like to see a crossover event that that's that is focusing on the sequel trilogy. Here's hoping that that you know we 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 get that sooner rather than later. So hopefully I've stalled enough for everybody to have their thoughts. I'm I think gonna I got go one. to the I'm going to go to Jacob next then. Yeah, so I I took some thinking. I'm taking a little inspiration from Timothy with his Force Unleashed callback earlier. Uh, and what I would love to see, because, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure we'll be uh, in this era anymore. I want to see a big event that is kind of a formation of the Rebellion. I mean, I know we got that with the Rebels TV show, but I think there's so many interesting characters you could tell stories with in that time period, like totally. Cal Kestis, Ahsoka Tano, mm. the rest of the Ghost crew. 
like there are so many um i mean omega and the bad batch maybe there are so many interesting characters in this time period uh that i would love to see more of that i i think could they could all be woven together into some sort of yeah like founding of the rebellion like force unleashed 2 kind of story obviously not the whole like cloning star killer kind of type stuff but just yeah more more of the yeah the here's the rebel alliance this is what we stand for here's all these like super important people that are sacrificing not maybe not their lives but sacrificing something to make this a reality bail organa i mean eric if you're listening i'm throwing that name out there for you you're welcome there's so many cool characters that I think Sabe, I don't know, whatever. Like there, there's, in, yeah, like the the, the dozens creation of characters of you can pull from. Yeah, that, that I think would be an interesting to tell the story. So yeah, give me that. All right, uh, I'm gonna go to Emma. I'm gonna go to Emma first because I'm gonna give Timothy, our guest, the the, the last comments of the night. So Emma, you, coming to you first. Okay, so. Tyler, you definitely took my idea of like some sequel trilogy, like after like post Rise of Skywalker stuff, because I really want to know what happens with those characters. I think comics would be a great format to do that. But um, but as an extra idea, I'm going to go a little little uh, I might be breaking the rules a tiny bit here, but I would love if there was a new video game right dropping in the summer and there being some sort of a comics crossover, maybe with a book like, are you like, just asking do, for shows? Multimedia. I was gonna say, you're, are you asking? Are you going multimedia crossover? Actually, I'm. I'm gonna specifically say no shadows of the empire. Um, <laughs> for reasons. Uh, go back and listen to the episode. Uh, no, actually, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of cool. Like, just don't give me like weird, gross. N- no. Oh my gosh. Put it away. Put it away. For our audio listeners, Jacob just put up a picture of Prince Shizor, aka my nemesis. Be nasty um, has a much cool. better comment in the chat about we need more emphasis. Yes, true. Yes. Okay. Okay. This is an idea I can get behind. Aaron <laughs> Kellyman in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Holy smokes! Give me more Aaron Kellyman. Give me more Enfys Nest. I mean, when we saw that character in Solo, it was like, bam. You know, it's like, wait, that's not a dude. That's a woman. That was like her best strength. It's like nobody knew that that was coming. And the other thing is like. We kind of have a little bit of a solo renaissance going on right now. Let's let's keep Good it point. going. Let's keep it going. Good I point. love. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take B Nasty's idea here. I love that. Um, please give that to me, please. <laughs> All right, Timothy, take us home with your with yeah. your your thoughts here. I'm gonna say that even even with Jacob ad libbing, I think he stole almost everything that I wanted word for word. <laughs> um, I'm here for. Yeah, give me give me the Amidalans, give me Bail Organa. Um, something about I mean, Rebels took the first or the last five years, right? There's I think there's a 15 year gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and Rebels is pretty much that last five year stretch, and we're getting like the first months after um, Revenge of the Sith with the Bad Batch. So there's still like 10 years of unexplored, truly territory. Um, So there's a lot that can happen there. Yeah. Give me the Cloud Riders and the Bad Batch and maybe what Crimson Dawn's been doing. I don't know. Like there's, there's a lot of possibilities there. Also, I will say the, um, what was the most recent Clone Wars um, adventures series that came out? I cannot think of it off the top of my oh, head. Oh, uh, Battle Tales. Um, 
Yes, Battle Tales. Um, something about seeing Dirge again. I, I just want to see, let, let's make it an event series featuring Dirge, right? And he is going to joust entire clone battalions and some Cloud Riders Ooh. and whoever else you want to throw in there. That's my yes, event please. series. That's what I want to see next. Oh, right. Yes, there it is. Yes, that art is stellar. Yeah. Well, oh, I that think, art, yeah, it's so cool. I, I think it's pretty uh, pretty evident that that from a fr- from a general concept, uh, we are giving uh, you know plenty of uh, of support and, and and positivity towards the, the the concept as a whole. The War of the Bounty Hunter crossover event as a whole is a win. It's not perfect, but things in Star Wars rarely are. So I we if you haven't picked up uh, you know the, the, these comics, I definitely encourage you to to do so and i really encourage you to come into uh, our discord because we have a lot of questions that are asked J- jacob continues to to i think almost weekly don't you we're like yeah if, if you're really you know if you're on a budget if you don't want to if you're not looking to do everything you could probably skip this one if, if you have any questions if you have any wonderings can i you know should i get this one should i not get this one if you need free comics we we, we seem to be giving those away a lot in the in, in the discord too i really really encourage you to to pick these titles up to to join our discord and 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 really go into the star wars the the, the comics channels because there's a lot of of really knowledgeable people about comics um you might be talked into buying a handful of, of, of additionals. That whole stack that I showed you earlier, a lot. There's a couple of the word repeats. You might just accidentally end up with an omnibus here and there. It you might, to the best yeah, of you us. might might end up with a, a seven and a half pound omnibus. Uh, but I cannot cannot uh, you know say it enough times. Uh, join our Discord and and really get into these conversations with, with with some of those people in in, in those chats because. Uh, they're very, they're they're amazing people. They're knowledgeable, and and they will definitely, if you have any any hesitations into getting into comics, uh, they will definitely be there to help you out. So, with that said, I think that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Comics Cosmic Force. Thank you uh, to my hosts, especially Timothy, for filling in tonight. Caleb will be back next week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts or right here on YouTube so you can get that notification when we go live every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Um, and if you like what you hear, please leave us a review either here on, on YouTube or on, on your, your podcast platforms. Uh, it really helps new listeners find the show and it really helps us uh, to kind of allow other people to, to enjoy uh, this show or the, the greater Utini podcast uh, network. Uh, be sure to visit uh, utini.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. And we also, like I said uh, a few moments ago, we encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. And if you'd like to support the show, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OK Endar, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sanders on our Jedi High Council as well as Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command level. Thank you, as always, for your continued support. You can tweet the show at Cosmic Force Show or at the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26 Caleb is at Caleb Laminick. Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. And Timothy is at underscore T. Guthrie. Thanks again to Emma uh, 
Jacob and Timothy for hosting with me tonight. Thank you to all of you who are who were in our live chat tonight. You were guys had some really great takes tonight. And thank you to our listeners whenever and wherever you are. And until we see you again next week, may the force be with you.